And it's Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Hey, this is Jay Music. Hey, I'm Scott Snyder. I'm Cena Grace. And you're listening. You're listening to. The and you're listening to the Absolute Geek. The Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek podcast. Check it out, Snoogans. Welcome, everyone, to the best damn geek and nerd podcast in all the land. This is the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Corbin. And I am Lance. Yes, yes. If you can, guys can tell that this week we are running a different crew. I have Lance. Lance is currently couching or crashing our couch or crunching our couch. <laughs> and uh, we got Corbin back. Another week. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kyle decided to head out to Area 51, um, and then he tragically heard it got canceled, so he's on his way back from that. Um, and apparently, <laughs> Brian stubbed his toe trying to run after a fresh nug, and he can't be on, so I brought on Corbin and Lance to, to hang out with us this Friday the 13th. We're the B squad, Corbin. No. Uh, <laughs> call on reserve. <laughs> Avengers West Coast. <laughs> yep. You know, thanks for having us, Matt. You're the young justice. You're not even the team type. Yeah. Hey, we'll take it. Justice. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys appreciate you guys filling in for us this week. It's a honor to always always to have you both here. So we're gonna have a good time tonight, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. What's what's going on with Couch Crunchers, you guys? What are you guys up to, Lance? 
Uh, well, we've um, we just got word that we're going to be doing some panels in Tucson, which Mr. Corbin is going to be joining us up there. Uh, yeah, but uh, we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. I think everybody's just holding their breath until Joker comes out. <laughs> I think that's. Uh, <laughs> I pretty much, I think that's the collective nerd podcast world right now. It's just like, come on, we need something else to talk about besides Disney and Sony. Right. <laughs> True that. Right. that one. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good, man. We we, uh, we got a bunch of articles coming up and, um, and uh, we're just excited about the winter movie slate. I think it's going to be, Joker is going to be awesome, man. I, I agree. I can't wait. Super stoked. Yeah. Super stoked. Um, guys, before we get into it tonight, while you're all still kind of filing in here, um, don't forget we are on our road to 200 subscribers here on our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to head on over to AbsoluteGeek.com. Or not AbsoluteGeek.com. God damn it. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash AbsoluteGeekPodcast and subscribe. And once we hit that 200 subscribers, Kyle is giving away that 9.8 slabbed book. Um, so that's hopefully something to, to be on the lookout for. But, uh, other than that guys, so speaking of that, Lance, kind of what you just touched on, Apple had their big press conference, I guess you could say this week where they revealed the new iPhone 11 and they also gave us a, uh, little peek at Apple plus Apple TV plus. So that adds another streaming service to the list of all these streaming services coming out. So I thought that'd be a good way to kick the show off is, is talking about all the new streaming services and kind of like going through them a little bit and maybe helping people decide which one is more for them um, to kind of weed them out. Cause look, doing the quick math here, you cut your cable, you pay a $150 cable bill, you cut your cable cause you want to save some cost. You get all these streaming apps. You're looking at about 150 bucks again. So, <laughs> right you're looking, you're, you're looking right. like you're right up about, back up there um cutting all those cords so let's i mean start with disney plus like the, corbin you you said you had a bunch of people on twitter in the netherlands that are testing disney plus that have been posting stuff so talk a little bit about what you've seen and and what what's getting you excited about disney plus so I'm really excited about the the Marvel content exclusively going on Disney Plus. Apparently, at launch is um, Spider-Man the Animated Series and the X-Men Animated Series like immediately available, which is kind of cool. But they're also putting in the 1979 Spider-Woman, the 1981 Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. You have the 1994 Iron Man, the 19 I think it was 96 um, Fantastic Four, um, Spider-Man Limited. So they're literally putting all of that Marvel Universe TV shows. From the late 70s to the late 90s all on the um um disney platform immediately which is kind of crazy to me i mean obviously they have access to it but a lot of these you really can't get as i could be the first to tell you um without getting like bootleg or, or something <laughs> like that so <laughs> it's kind of cool um to have that there in addition to obviously the the movies and again this is just from the Marvel perspective, and I've been talking about the backlog of, of other properties that Disney has, along with, you know, their own original content and everything. But you do have the Avengers movies and everything from the first three phases and all this stuff coming as well. But I think the TV shows just add that extra little bit of value, especially if all of these are going to be available 
at launch. I mean, right now it's only confirmed the Spider-Man um, animated series and the X-Men one. But still, those two are arguably, well, X-Men at least, one of the, the best like superhero animated series shows ever. I'd put X-Men right up there with Batman in the animated series. Like, that's big. Uh, yeah, it, if you were talking about animated series, it's definitely X-Men, Spider-Man, and Batman. I mean, those three are pretty much the comic animated series on that made that you know made an impact with us in the 90s you know but are you like is spider-man and his amazing friends really a draw for you like i'm not that excited I, about it no no i was going chronological just by date oh, it's God. really not <laughs> i'm just saying it's cool that they're having those shows from way back when like they're right. not just giving us the immediate stuff now we're going back 30 years in in cartoon history or in you know animated series for people who grew up you know, who were going up in the 90s, who were, you know, growing up in the late 70s, early 80s, that type of thing. No, not at all for me. Um, I already have a bootleg copy. Thank you very much. No, I'm fine. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it's just cool that they're being at least thorough with that. They could have easily just put three or four of them and then just called it a day. Um, almost like DC Universe did. I'm sure we'll get to that later with their shows where they just put a couple out, even though they had access to all of them and just wanted to play them out little by little as they went on. Um, and then we're talking about the animated series here. So I'm just happy that they're kind of going from the roots all the way up. I've seen that. I've read articles that they're going to – people are saying they're going to have gargoyles on there, the animated TV Hell show. Oh, yeah. Um, Darkwing. Yeah, see, I would be interesting to see if they have more classic stuff like that, like Tailspin and classic DuckTales and Darkwing Duck and just kind of like those classic Disney Disney cartoons. And mm -hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if they'll have Disney's version of Doug on there. That'd be awesome. That would clear a lot of my hard drive space. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right, right now I have all the DuckTales, all the Darkwing, all the Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, all of that's on my hard drive. I'm going to be deleting it all if it's on Disney. I, I mean, mean, sheesh, sell to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think what makes Disney so appealing is that they're giving you so much for such a low cost. They're kind of like the anti-Netflix, right? Netflix, it says, hey, we're going to give you more, but we're going to jump up your bill at three bucks a month. But Disney's like, no, we're going to keep it at $7 a month, you know, or whatever it is. And it's, it's like, hey, we're going to give you all this stuff, but we're not going to rape you for it. You know, I feel like they're going to detract a lot of people from Netflix for their offerings, especially that if they're going to put Fox properties on there. And they're also smart because they're having a package where they're rolling ESPN and Hulu into their, into their little thing too, for what, 12 bucks a month or something like that. I don't think yeah. the Hulu thing is that big a draw though. Cause it's still with commercials. If they added Hulu prime into it, then you're getting, a, you're getting something a little bit more spicy there. I agree, but I have to push back just a little bit because I think just by having – you could say, let's say you had Hulu um, Prime, as you said. That's that's amazing. But just to have that extra value in having a third app or a third property or a third anything in there. Right. So you have ESPN. I'm sure that comes with this ads and whatnot as well. You have Disney Plus and you have Hulu. And, yeah, hopefully they'll make it so you can upgrade, which will obviously jack the price a little bit. But you're getting more bang for your buck even then because – Let's just say I'm paying for these two and I'm paying for Hulu separately. You yeah. know what I mean? Then it's still, I get what you're saying, Matt, and you're right. Like, it's not as big a draw, but I, I still see the value in, okay, but we have it available. 
whereas net, you know Netflix can go and say, hey, we have, I don't know, X and X show. Oh, by the way, we're going to be releasing shows every week instead of all at once for your viewing pleasure. You know, well, right? That's, that's just my thing. Is I'm a I'm a spoiled whore, and I don't want commercials. <laughs> I've come to the point where like I don't want commercials in my TV anymore. That's why I watch streaming apps. Or if I watch, I still have direct TV. If I watch TV, I wait for the show to record, and that way I can fast mm-hmm. forward through stuff. I, I um, I I'll let the whole show like I'll click it to play, let the whole show run, and then come back and watch it after it's gone through all the commercials, and it just kind of skips right past them. Yeah, like you. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, I did like even with Titans. I'll wait a week. Then I'll have two, and then wait another week, and then have two. So I'll hit hop every other week just to have more binge worthiness. If there is, yeah. Well, like, and that's the thing, like with with Netflix, that kind of kills me though too. It's just that binge worthiness. Is like I know they were talking about bringing it to where they're gonna release episode an episode a week, like like um, Hulu does and uh, Amazon. Well, Amazon. Well, DC Universe. I don't know if Amazon does it so much, but. Um, like the the ranch, the season, season seven of the ranch came out today. I've already watched the entire season, all ten episodes. <laughs> done. I didn't know that it came out. I done. Watched it. Yep. Done. <laughs> and then oh, like man. then Titans. I've watched the first two episodes of Titans, and I'm like, man, I gotta wait another week for this. Like it, it's a double edged sword because there's times where I want everything right now, and then there's times where I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll wait a week. You know. I, I'd be okay if they, like, Netflix does a thing where they'll release, like, this season part one, this season part two. So they'll give you, like, five episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And then another five episodes or something like that. And uh, Amazon kind of does that, too. I think they just give you little short bursts. So you can still get that binge feeling, but you're not watching 20 episodes or 13 episodes in one weekend. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's ways to do it without me watching an hour and then having to wait. And then watching an hour and then having to wait. Like I, I don't have the attention span for that. Like I just I want to get it all, I want to consume it and throw it away, you know? Definitely get that. I think Corbin and I have talked about this before, actually. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we've had that same talk. Because you're right. It's 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 a common thing. And I guess I think that these platforms have to kind of adapt to that as well, as far as how some people like to view all their content all at once. Others do it separately. I enjoyed being able to binge watch The Boys on Amazon Prime straight through. I would not have had that same pleasure if I had to wait every other week, especially on a free Amazon Prime membership that lasted a month. And because of me being able to access all of it, I renewed that. It helped me even more. But imagine if you go on the game just a little taste, then you're CBS All Access. <laughs> you, do, you do the same thing Brent does. He, he gets the free month, binges everything he wants, and then cancels. Well, for me, it's more like a test because if I like what I see there and I see value in it, then I will continue to come back. I'm not just going to do like you're right, like the um, the um, there's a word for it. I forgot. Anyway, being like the, the free trial whore where I try it out and then I move on to the next and try it out. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, last time I did that was YouTube TV. Being a tight like ass. Two different... Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I call it trying to make ends meet. A but... penny pincher. Okay. But um... <laughs> I, I would say a wallet cruncher. Okay, can I say that? Penny no. pincher. Um, Why don't you just get with the times pincher. and use somebody else's account? <laughs> that's true. No. But for me, that's what I mean. Like, Amazon Prime convinced me because I saw the content there and it was more engaging and they had all at once. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I consumed all of it. I enjoy it. And now I'm a member just because I was won over. That's how I look at it. Like, it's a trial for them, but it's like more a trial for me because I have to see if I like where it's going. 
Did that? Well, that's to that's take the whole that. Point uh-huh. Yeah, of course. But like, I actually buy into that, not just oh, I got thirty days of free content. You know what I mean? Like, I'm actively evaluating your site, what you have to offer, and this is a worthy investment for me, the consumer. Well, that's what I did. I own. Let's see. I have Hulu, Netflix, DC Universe, NFL Sunday Ticket, WWE Network, and an HBO Go, and I only pay for one of them. <laughs> and, oh, and Amazon wow. Prime. And Amazon Prime, and I only pay for one of them, which is the HBO Go, and it's attached to my DirecTV account. Jeez, I need your friends, man. <laughs> I was about to say, where are these guys at? Because, uh, yeah. You know, I, get, I mean... I, I use Max's Hulu account and okay. his DC account. DC just doesn't have enough to draw me in, man. Like, it's just... I don't know. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because they're getting ready to celebrate their one year of... Oh, we can talk about it right now. We're getting ready to celebrate one year of of DC Universe. And so I know that there's already talks of them rolling some stuff in with um, HBO Max, like Doom Patrol, and I think Titans. Um, Those are going to be available on HBO Max as well. So it's been a year of this, this app. And like like you were kind of touching on, I don't think it offers. It doesn't offer anything like Netflix or or Disney Plus is going to, or even Apple TV Apple TV Plus or any it's a specialty of streaming service. Just like your WWE, how many subscribers do they really have oh, compared to like Netflix or Disney? Yeah, probably. Millions. You know what I mean? I like they I, they have a lot. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. DC probably has a lot too, but it's a specialty thing. Like all they offer is what would interest their core audience. Whereas Netflix is trying to offer something for everybody. Disney is trying to offer something for everybody. Um, well, DC even at, w- even at that point though, it's, it's not, I don't think it's that it's, I think it all comes off out to how much content do you have ready to go when you launch? Right. Okay. And so DC universe, they had the digital comics, which I don't know how many people actually read digital comics on their TV like that. You do. I tried it a couple times. I think it's cool. Is it something, oh, I can't wait to go home and sell on my couch? No, it's not that. But, yeah, I've used it. But you are you, read if we're talking about uh-huh. TV? You read a comic yeah, well, on was, TV? Yeah, they have couch mode now. Maybe maybe if they were, like, those motion comics thing. where, like, the panels, like, moved and stuff. It's like and... it's like, it's like you use your remote, which isn't really all that cool yeah. a feature. But you could set it to go every couple of minutes or whatever, and it'll go from pound to pound. You could read the page and actually analyze the artwork and in some cases it really brings it to life kingdom come on couch mode oh my gosh but they Something so else. they had they had you know all the old batman movies batman forever batman returns the you know they have all the old tv shows and so they had older content but they didn't have a lot to draw in the newer generation that that's coming to this and even a lot of even a lot of people that watch young justice they're not they're not much younger than us, you know, like they're young justice is kind of an old TV show. So there's not a lot drawing in that new generation. And, and yeah, they had Titans season one. And I just think there's too much time in between their, their shows. Unlike Disney plus who's coming out with, I mean, at launch, you're going to get all these shows already and all this content. uh And even like HBO max, you're getting all this content right at launch. You're even with, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus intrigues me because it's going to be all original content. They're making all original TV shows for this already right off the bat. It's not going to have anything 
uh, rehash. They're not going to try to go and chase out existing properties. So far, I'll, everything they've announced for it is all original stuff, and they, it's all with A-list celebrities. Well, here's the thing, and I, again, this is just for DC Universe. I agree. All these other ones are moving up, and that's that's awesome. I actually think that if DC Universe has started the way that they have it now, I think they have more complete sets in their comics. They have more of their shows and movies and TV shows out. They have enough content now with the newer way. The, the model that they were using, obviously, as you reference, wasn't, I would say, conducive to really a big following. But I think they shot themselves in the foot by not putting all the comics out to begin with. They have over what? I'm not even going to embarrass myself with a number that I don't remember. They had a certain set of comics at the very beginning because that's when I first put it on. And I canceled because I was doing a month-to-month thing because you would read four issues of a 10-issue storyline, and that's all they had. And there was no reason for it other than they didn't put it up. There was nothing tied to it, no extra hoops they had to hurdle as far as not getting up there. They just didn't have it all complete. You know, you had those Batman movies. They lasted a month, which is fine. It was for Batman month. There was a promotion, bam. Then, inexplicably, without communication, obviously we get it with them being tied to other, you know, deals or whatever, they wiped them off the platform. Well, that's fine, but you don't communicate that with the consumers, with patrons, so then you have message boards going, where's Batman this? Where's Batman Under the Red Hood? You only have four or five premium, you know, animated shows, movies that were really good, Under the Red Hood, Dark Knight Returns 1 and 2, um, and a couple of Justin movies that were pulled, then brought back, then pulled, and they finally got to the platform or to, to, to what basically what Netflix does, where it announces what's coming, what's going. But you would think, having Netflix been around for like five or six years at this point, I mean, before DC Universe even thought of coming to existence, that DC would take some of that. Like, I don't think that they came into this having done their homework on what other properties and other streaming services are doing and how to best transition that over to them. Because if as a DC fan, I'm not into Warner Bros. I'm just into DC. So this works for me. But the way that they... Um, carried on with it did not work well i think go ahead lance what were you gonna say no go ahead i was gonna say i think that they've been more marred in controversy than anything else around the controversy with the you know the way they decided to end the first season of titans they ended it an episode early because they felt like that cliffhanger with dick being taken over by trigon was more was a better way to end the the episode than the way they ended the first episode of season two which is them getting into titan tower you know, and then you have just the stuff with Swamp Thing and kind of the, the stuff with Doom Patrol. And it's just like, it's their whole year has been marred in controversy. And there's not a lot of content for people. So that's this is where I think the episodic or the weekly episodes kind of bite you. As people are going there to watch it, they watch the new episode and then they get off your app. What else are they really using that streaming app for? I'd love right. to see numbers of how many people are actually reading the comics on there because I don't think it's very high. And I think the fact that they're already talking about jumping ship and sending two of their biggest properties and Titans and Doom Patrol to, to HBO Max kind of tells you that they're in trouble and they're not do they're not performing the way as good as you thought they were going to. Well, and, and the thing with DC, too, like, they canceled Swamp Thing so inexplicably, and then, before it even aired, and then it airs, and people are like, hey, this is actually pretty good, right? Yeah. Weren't people actually, I didn't watch it, but weren't people actually kind of into it? I was into it, yeah. and then I stopped watching about episode three, because I was like, they already cut this, so why am I going to get invested in this? And, right. Know. That that same thought you had was me at episode one. I was, like, instantly lost, because there's no future for this. I could watch it whenever I want. Nothing to really tie me in. Right. Speaking of that, but, I just got a notification from DC Universe literally just now telling me a season two, episode two is available. 
of what of Titans. Yeah, it's good. Just now I already phone. watched it. <laughs> or they said, "Hey, we we hear you're talking shit about us on yeah. YouTube. We're canceling your contract." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't pay for DC Universe, and in fact, I was considering it because they've been coming out with a bunch of animated movies. Like, I really wanted to watch the uh, the Batman Ninja Turtles movie, right? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's probably on DC Universe. So I get Max's uh, login, and I log in, and I'm like, it's not here. It's been out for two months or a month or whatever. It's not here. I didn't understand that when DC came out with a new movie that it wasn't going to be on the streaming service. They're holding it, and then they'll come out with it later. You own the property. Capitalize and try to make your streaming service as big as it is and put it on your damn network. Like Netflix, they sell DVDs of their shows, right? You can go out and buy Stranger Things season one on Blu-ray, but they didn't release that before they put it on their app. Like, I don't understand. Is there a huge market that they're selling these Blu-rays to people when those people, you'll probably gain more subscribers by putting them on the app? I, I don't understand their logic and whoever's running DC should be fired in my opinion. The, the app specifically. Yeah, it's like Michael just said in the, in the chat. I was so excited about Swamp Thing, but I never even started it because why should I even invest in, into something that was canceled before it even started? And I agree. Like, that's that's kind of how it's I looked at it. It's a slap in the face of yeah. fans. It's a slap in the face. And, and mm-hmm. who cares? Like, whatever the reason was, whether it was they were fighting over movie rights or they were fighting over you know, how much tax break they were going to get from North Carolina, whatever. It's just, they could have moved the production somewhere else. You could have moved it to Florida. Yeah. You could have moved it. Like there's plenty of swamps in the Atlanta, you know, anywhere, but. Oh, you can't go to Atlanta because all the political bullshit there. Like you can move it anywhere. It's, I don't know. It was dumb. It was dumb. You guys, I mean, no real reason for it. Lance Lance Kirby asked in the chat, are they doing a second season of Titans? Titans season two has already started. It's two episodes in, buddy. Get with the program. Check it out. The hell Who are you asked doing? that? Uh, oh, Lance, Lance Kirby. I was confused. Chat. I thought you said yeah. I asked that. No, I was no, like, no. Dude, no. I have a senior moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think right off the bat, like it makes me I don't know if there's enough, even with how the powerhouse at Disney Plus is and like like I said, Apple TV intrigues me just of what they announced, the TV shows they've announced for it, and the cast that they've got. And, like, they announced a, a, a reboot, a complete reboot of the the TV show Ghost Rider, Rider the old yeah. Nickelodeon TV show. Mm, and, which I kind of got excited about. <laughs> I watched like, that one. They've got kid. The Morning Show, which has got, like, Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston and just, like, an incredible cast in it. And I'm excited about that, too. And I just The think, highest produced TV show of all time. <clears throat> yeah. And I just think that Disney Plus is gonna have Disney Plus is gonna have that niche that niche for Disney fans, Marvel fans. But at the end of the day, I don't think it it hits Netflix's bottom line too bad, because it it's just gonna depend on how good the Marvel shows are that they put out. And I still think that it's ingrained in us now of what Netflix puts out. Like you get excited to hear that there's gonna be a Loki TV show or a WandaVision TV show. And, but still, you hear season four of Stranger Things is coming. You're going right back to Netflix. Like, it's, yeah. I don't think there's enough there to deter you away from it. So the the real question becomes, what what are you guys looking for in this streaming services? 
what's going to draw you to one over the other? Or are you going to just dive in and, and take the hit and be right back where you were when you're like, I'm going to cut the cord. I'm going to get the streaming services. So I'm not paying 150 bucks a month. And you're, you're right back there. Well, honestly, the only reason I haven't even cut the cord yet is because football, like NFL football, is close to impossible to get when you don't have cable. Like, you can watch some games and local games and stuff, but the sports is really the only thing that's really keeping cable holding on by a thread. You know what I mean? When if they could figure out a way to not have a $130 NFL Sunday ticket for a whole season or whatever it is and figure out a way to make it a streaming app like what Netflix is doing, I would cancel cable in a heartbeat. I wish I wish Jeez. Sunday ticket would give you like Sunday ticket choice where you can choose. Okay, I'm a fan of this team. I just want to pay for their games. Right. That's it. I don't want to pay. Does baseball do that? Um, I'm not sure. Can't you I'm buy, not like, into network or something. I sure. think I know I know I'm not into Sunday tickets. I can't speak to that. But League Pass, NBA League Pass does that. We can just follow a single team or whatever. As it is, for the whole package, I'm paying what? Comes out my paycheck next week, two fifty. Two hundred and fifty bucks? Good God. Yep. I hope you watch a lot of basketball. Well, yeah, I do. But it's like but, I mean that get you. Huh? How many teams does that get you? All of them. Everything archived, um, classic games. Oh, okay, it, that, it's a pretty that, good deal. That's more understandable. Like Sunday ticket, I mean, <laughs> you're paying four hundred bucks for all the games on Sunday, but that's it. You're just getting those games. You're not getting anything else. You know? Yeah. Oh no, I get those games. You get the replays. Yeah, you get both broadcasts, radio streams, all of that. NFL Sunday ticket is such bullshit, dude. Because. You don't even get to watch the preseason games. Like no. I went on because I've never had Sunday ticket before. We just switched to DirecTV. I get Sunday ticket for free. I go on to turn the first preseason game, and it's not there. They're like, oh, sorry, this app doesn't work until the regular season. So they're so stingy, they don't even give you the four weeks prior. You're a Cardinals fan, though. All your shows are going to be on TV local anyways. What do you Yeah, but I watch, I, watch, I watch a lot of football. Yeah. Like I watch – I watch at least four or five games every Sunday. So, and then I watch all the Thursday night games and all the Monday night games. Like I watch a lot of football. I am a Cardinals fan and I'm blessed to live in my state, but I watch a lot of football. I was so geeked about the Packers and, and Bears game, the first game of the season. And then that one was kind of a letdown, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. Michael um, Michael Strauss says Star uh, Disney Plus also has original Star Wars as well. They do have original Star Wars sh shows, but here's where I'm worried about original Star Wars stuff. Disney has shit the bed with original Star Wars stuff. They shit the bed with Solo. They shit the bed with okay. Right. So I actually like Last Jedi. Do you really? Was that, was that the last one? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, really? I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't, well, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so it's not. I'm not really their target audience, anyways. Okay. So I'm not. I don't hold the original trilogy in this like godlike status, like most Star Wars fans. But I I walked out of the last movie thinking it had some cool cinematic sequences, like when that um, when they blow up the ship and it's completely silent in space and everything like that. Like I thought that was awesome. There were some eyebrow raising moments, like when princess leia's floating through the sky and stuff like that but 
you know, it, it what like I didn't understand why everybody thought it was as bad as it was, but I'm also not their biggest fan. So, but I I didn't hate it. But then there's the Mandalorian though has John Favreau, and John Favreau really shit the bed on the Lion King. I like the Lion King. I thought it was no, you did not. I did too. <laughs> I love. You the talked, Lion King. But you walked out of the theater and you said this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it did suck. <laughs> it had its oh, moments. Like it. I don't know. It had its moments. It wasn't yeah, as fantastic. It's as, yeah. No. <laughs> it's moment with Seth Rogen. Because who hates that guy? Nobody. Yeah. I don't know. I'm right? Sure, I'm sure people the do. Worst act- he's the worst actor in Hollywood and people still go see his movies. I don't know if he's the worst actor in Hollywood. But... Okay. I might I might be a little harsh, but he's not good. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he's, he's not good. So kind of what we were talking about getting back here. What so what streaming apps do you guys think you're gonna go to? What what are you drawn to? Are you staying with all of them, or are you gonna drop some? Like what what's intriguing you? Which way are you going? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna stick with Prime because you get the Amazon shipping and all that stuff too. Yeah. Netflix, but I'll probably downgrade from four TVs to two. I'll get and I'll get the Disney pack and then with Hulu and everything like that and that's about it. Do you keep Hulu Prime or do you cancel Hulu Prime? Um I I have a strong well technically my Hulu Prime is Max's. So <laughs> I don't have to cancel anything. <laughs> but um but well, I think you are canceling it cuz he said I already bought 3 years of Disney Plus bundle. So he's like I'll get <laughs> I'll upgrade if it comes with Hulu without commercials. So I think I think you're about to be watching commercials, bud. <laughs> no i um we were we were talking about getting hulu because we had it for a while and then we quit when we went back to to cable um and the only reason we borrow maxes is to watch like their originals like handmaid's tale and the runaways there's a couple other ones but now ghost Rider's coming out on that so i'm excited about that too we got which which yeah still I don't know. Why wouldn't you put that in Disney Plus? But it's whatever. I think it's going to be edgier. Maybe. I, I think Disney Plus is geared towards kids. Um, well, and Lou's going to be where they put all the more adult stuff. From family-friendly content to this more. Yeah, Hulu's going to be like kind of their... their uh, where they'll put a lot of the Fox stuff. Like I think you're going to see Alien on there. The Die Hard movies. Um you know, the net. I is now is Netflix going to eventually lose those shows that they did partner with Marvel? Uh, that's a great question. I don't. I don't that know how good. that. Sure. I don't know how that rights the rights for those work. So I know they have to wait what two or three years to even reboot the characters. Something like something that, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard they were going to do a um a Defenders. They're gonna do something with defenders in the MCU. Yeah, they've already confirmed that they're they're they have plans for the defenders moving forward. I don't care if they recast everybody from the Netflix show; just keep Vincent D'Onofrio. No, I I think yeah, keep Charlie Cox too. Mm-hmm. I didn't really Charlie's think. expendable in my opinion. No way. He's good, but he's not Vincent you, D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio was kingpin. Charlie Cox was a good daredevil. You you tell but like, me. There's one thing to have. You tell what? me a better actor that can do the the play a blind guy. 
Uh, ben Affleck. No, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I said better actor. I said better. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Fox. He won an award for it. <laughs> Michael says, I'm keeping... <laughs> Michael says, I'm keeping Prime, WWE Network, Hulu, and Pornhub. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I, I hope you're a Prime subscriber. I hope you're a Pornhub Prime subscriber. <laughs> did you see? Booster. Did you see? I think it was Pornhub. They just applied for uh, the naming rights to that new Miami stadium. No, it was Bang yeah, Bros. It was big, Bang Bros. Big, yeah, Bang, Bang Bros. Bros. Yeah. I just can't wait for their sound effects with all the shots they make and everything. And their big sausage pizzas. Lance oh, Kirby forgot, forgot about Pornhub. Can't get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that premium package. So, uh, kind of sticking with the, the Disney Plus theme, it was announced this week that uh, Haley Steinfeld is being looked at to play Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. What do you guys think about that casting? Love it. Same. Thing is perfect. I, I think she's fantastic. Ever since True Grit, I mean, she's she's a fantastic young actress, and uh, she's the reason Bumblebee was as good as it was. I mean, Transformers consistently shits the bed, but Bumblebee was a good movie because of her. <laughs> Michael says free trial for a week, then create a new email. I'm up to about eighty five now. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that earlier. <laughs> you can do that with Hulu too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I I think that. There was talk that, well, they were saying that the um, the ch the girl from I can't think of the actress's name from Thirteen Reasons Why, the one who played um, oh Catherine um, yeah, she played Hannah Baker in Thirteen Reasons Why. She was supposed I liked to be, her too. she was supposed to be the um, adult version of Tony Stark's daughter and supposed to be in the rescue armor, and they cut it. So I would I would think she would have been a good casting too, but. I don't know Haley Steinfeld. I think she's, I think she's gonna do good. I'm just worried about the the age factor a little bit. She's a good actress, man. She is. Haley Steinfeld's a really good actress, and even when she's playing in movies that where it's okay if she doesn't put on a really good performance, like Pitch Perfect, she's still good. You know what I, I mean? I loved her in like, Pitch Perfect too. I did too. I, I loved her in any everything. I, I there hasn't been a movie that she's come out with that I didn't like. She did that one with Woody Harrelson. Edge of um, Seventeen, fantastic movie. Was fantastic, dude. And I watched it thinking it was gonna be a chick flick, and mm -hmm. it was so good. Yeah. But Catherine uh, Langford is that her name? Yes, I think that's it. Yeah, I I was excited when they cast her, um, and. Uh, I was bummed to, to hear that it got cut. But they've done... Didn't... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't the Disney stuff. Shailene Woodley wasn't cast as Mary Jane in the Disney stuff, right? That was no, Andrew Garfield. She was cast as Mary Jane, yeah, in the Andrew Garfield one. Right, and, and they, they cut her, too. They cut, Supposedly, she had a cameo in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where she appeared on, a por on the porch right next to Peter's house after Mary Jane dies. Or not after Gwen dies, fucking Mary Jane. After Gwen dies, but they cut it out of the movie. Yeah, I would. I thought she would have been good too. I I agree, she would have been. I I still wish I would have went with her over Zendaya in Far From Home and Homecoming. Not that you know, her her Mary Jane or MJ has grown on me from movie one to movie two. But good, good, because it's a good MJ. Huh? Uh, I, I like Zendaya. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was a little annoyed that they jumped past the whole Gwen Stacy storyline. Um, 
I, I was really hoping that when Disney went back to Spider-Man that they were going to be very, like, comic accurate. But in their version, Gwen Stacy just doesn't exist, right? Well, I mean, yeah, we, but we've already seen that Sony can handle a Gwen Stacy story. So I think it's pretty good that Sony will have Spider-Man back to set the stage again. Can, can, yeah. can they? I was about to say, can they, though? I don't I, 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 I was kidding. I was kidding. But no. <laughs> like I'm gl- but think about it. Like think about it, Lance. At the same time, I'm glad they didn't do that and just kept with the way that they integrated him in the Marvel universe because you would have these sticky situations like this that would have called for basically a reboot at this stage if they were to bring in Gwen Stacy and stay more comic accurate. And for Marvel, the way they've already done the universe, to bring Spider-Man in at this stage, they'd already taken so many liberties with these storylines from Winter Soldier, from, you know, Infinity War and all this that it didn't make sense to then go comic accurate on that and then have to go find a way to kind of move past that as well. You know what I mean? With its own individual storyline there. So I get what you mean. It makes a lot of sense, but I'm glad they didn't for the sake of the universe. Like, don't let Spider-Man's origin and everything that you have to shoehorn in detract from the story that you're trying to tell. Like, bring him in, keep it moving, and then everyone's happy. So I get what you mean, but I'm kind of glad they kept it the way they did just for this time, you know? Aren't you the yeah, same guy last week that said reboot it all and bring back Uncle Ben and let him die again? Yes, I think I think Peter has to kill Uncle Ben himself at this point. Where do you know it has to happen? <laughs> I mean, I, uh, it just has to be. I I think the Gwen Stacy storyline though is pivotal to Peter Parker's character. I mean, at this point, like yeah, he's dealt with some loss in Uncle Ben, but you don't really feel that. Um, not angst, but that weight on him at all in these in these new movies. Like he he's just a happy kid all the time, and he doesn't really feel like anything ever bad has really happened to him. Like really, like heart wrenching bad. You know what I mean? Well, I think we were getting there, and I think that's what Disney was setting up with what happens at the end of Far From Home. Is now that his secret's out there, I think you're you're getting to where that that bad shit is about to go down. The emotional side of Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, and Gwen Stacy was pivotal in that, man. What I will say about this is that uh, what Sony did in the second movie with the scene where um, it was straight out of the comic book where uh, Emma Stone hits her head and and dies. when he, when she, it, That was fantastic. It was probably the best part of the movie when he's uh, catching Spoiler her. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it comic book accurate. It's very close. Because yeah. in the comic, she's dropped off a bridge. Here, she's dropped down a bell tower. And she doesn't, like, when he, when he thwips to grab her, he grabs her ankle and snaps her neck when he yanks her up. And this one, she hits the ground and smashes her head and breaks her neck when she hits the ground. Is that the but only it, version of when Stacy dying? Because isn't there a comic book where it was from a clock tower? No. It's, no. They've done other battles, like, symbolically. Like, yeah. I think when Harry became the Green Goblin, they fought somewhere up there similar. So they kind of mixed stories there. But even in that, I think it was Spectacular Spider-Man. I'm not going to get the issue right. But even then, um, it wasn't, like, a confrontation there like that. They kind of took liberties there, for sure. I, re- I really enjoyed that scene. Um, as much shit as that movie had, speaking of Jamie Foxx. I cheered. Uh, I cheered at that scene in the theater. Just because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and just to see that play out on the big screen, like I never thought we would see it. Yeah, it was awesome. Pretty good. And, and that kill... movie was a masterpiece. <laughs> kill, to kill your most bankable star in Emma Stone, because Emma Stone was like on the rise at that point, and to kill her off. 
I don't know. It, it that took that dude. It did, but to be fair, Sony was going to apparently like bring her back as Mary, Mary Jane. Jane Watson with like a red wig, and that would have been the most ridiculous, but yet most looked forward to thing I had ever seen. Yeah, this was like a this isn't even a rumor. I think it's like had some legs on it because the chemistry that she had with Andrew Garfield. Obviously, a lot of fans were like they that that was what built up that Andrew Garfield Spider Man world. Like it wasn't the villains. I'll tell you that. Like I'm sure you know. So they were trying to figure out how to redo that chemistry while staying true to it. So kill Gwen Stacy, but now who does Andrew Garfield have to build that chemistry with? Well, let's bring her back. With the well, red wig. I think I think they went, that's where they went. They went wrong with that, though. Like, those two movies is killing killing Captain Stacy, the first movie, then Gwen, the second movie. You just kind of like, man, it really is shitty to be a part of this family. <laughs> like, for your, for your last name to be Stacy, it's pretty shitty because, you know, one, one, one movie your dad dies, the next movie you're, you know, your daughter you know I mean? and sister it, die and someone's sucked. getting nerfed i'll tell you yeah. that someone's getting nerfed yeah well that's dennis leary right play captain stacy yeah it's yep. like it's like a red He's shirt awesome. it's like a red shirt in star trek you know if your last name stacy <laughs> you're pretty much guaranteed you're gonna die so get me out of this if i'm gonna write exactly that's awesome <laughs> but kind of i don't know oh sorry go ahead lance i didn't mean to cut you off no, I didn't have a thing. I just said I don't know. <laughs> so, kind of sticking on the the Spider Man topic, the um, Toby Seabiscuit. Sticking on the topic here, the new news, and I'm I know Corbin's excited for this one. That there is another um, the newest update in the the Sony Disney war for Spider Man is that. Uh, Sony has come to the table to Disney, and this is just take it with a grain of salt because this is just hearsay currently but sony sony has come to the table to disney offering them a 30 percent stake and the use of spider-man and venom in the mcu i take that deal Uh, isn't that the deal that they wanted like i know people have said 50 percent, but i also heard that disney disney asked for 30 percent. like that hasn't been straight isn't that the deal disney wanted I, I think, well, this is one at fifty. I heard. Well, I've heard like, different things. Never gonna... yeah. I've heard fifty. I've yeah. heard thirty. I've heard that they want to keep it at the ten. It, you know, it's. But I think Disney, if this is, if there's any validity to this deal, Disney takes this deal. But do you think? Do you think Venom is the? Because uh, wasn't it saying that they had to take Venom? Yeah, they want them to take Venom too. Yeah, uh, isn't Venom the the deal breaker for Disney? Because they don't. I don't think they liked a lot what they did with that character. Reboot it. Reboot it. They rebooted Spider-Man. You can keep Tom Hardy and you could still reboot it. That's true. Even with Carnage, like you can reboot it. But keep Woody Harrelson though. But it's like we talked about last week. You it doesn't work. You it Venom in its current form doesn't work because what are you going to go back and retcon that somehow Spider-Man got the costume before it attached to Venom like it doesn't work. In its current form. People are like, oh, I want to see Spider-Man in the Venom movie, but it doesn't work in its current form. Mm. Sorry, it it just doesn't, because that's where Venom got a majority of his powers from, was attaching to Peter Parker. So. Fucking Todd McFarlane, dude. Did you see what he said? What did he say? Sony Marvel split is what's best, says Todd McFarlane. Gosh damn it, I wish he'd shut the hell up. 
It's like we said. The people that say this hate comic books. Like, that's what it is. Like, anybody that says that Spider-Man is better off without Marvel doesn't give a shit about the source material. They're just, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily that it, they don't give a shit about the source material, but it just, Disney, Spider-Man being with, with Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what's best, best for everyone. And the majority of these major storylines, he's a huge centerpiece in. You know, so yeah. it makes no sense mm-hmm. for him not to be there. They were framing yeah. him as the next, like, leader. Like, yeah. they could have built an entire Avengers movie around him, like a young Avengers type thing around him where he's leading, you know, like um, like that show they did with the one with uh, Drake Bell, uh, the cartoon oh, where he played the voice. Yeah. I know so who was in that. It was it was Luke Cage, it uh, was uh, Nova. Yeah, they could have done a whole movie like that. Had a young Nova, a young Luke Cage, done a whole movie like that, where Spider Man was the Iron Man. You know, well, or they make it a Disney Plus show, like they're already talking about with Young Avengers, and you have Spider Man, but then you bring in Kate Bishop, and you bring in, you know, Nova, and you bring in some of these younger heroes, you don't even need to bring in like a young Luke Cage or change the ages on these other heroes. You can do it with different characters that have younger counterparts as well. But I would, like, I would like to see a new Luke Cage though. Uh, I, I like the current iteration, honestly. I don't know. Not a fan, I, I, to be honest with you. I liked him before he became like, uh, like the end of season, was it season two? They only had two seasons of that, right? Mm-hmm. The end of season two, where he takes over the club and stuff, and he's all sitting there like, "Now he's the new mob boss." I yeah. didn't like that. So if that's where it was going, good riddance. <laughs> that show just had a weird vibe to me, so I'm with you on that. I think I don't know. Also, the character, while he's interesting, I just not a fan personally. So, I love the first season. Yeah, first season was solid. I think that was more off of the strength of Cottonmouth being such an engaging villain, though, in my opinion. Well, that's Marshala Ali. <laughs> it's greatness right there. Like, that's someone who translated. And you can see, like, like I feel like there's – I hate to use analogy. But if you watch, like – actually, I'm not even using analogy. You, you get people who just seem like they are – they stand out even more. Like, the big movie stars come to TV shows like, wow, this guy is, like, you could tell he's the big leagues. Like, that's how Ali carried himself throughout that. Like, I was tuning in to kind of see him, even though we know how the story ends up unfolding as it's going. But his presence, the way he carried himself was so – huge in that for me that yeah luke cage is good you know um what's your name uh claire temple i forgot the actress and the that oh, actual actress yeah Rod- sorry dawson was nice i mean these these characters are great but ali carried that to me like she's that was sexy. the strength that oh. was really big on me oh, when he so died sexy. the whole show goes down when he died the whole the whole show went down when he died in the first exactly season. exactly because, and they have um is it diamondback yeah oh my yeah. god when he came in, I'm like, this show just took a major shit, you know? Mm-hmm. They could have ended it right after Cottonmouth died, and and I would have been fine with it. Yeah, bring him back for the Defenders if you want. You don't need a second season to do that and move right along. But no, they brought him down back, and that ruined everything. And I like Shades, too. I, I thought the guy that played Shades was a really good actor, too. Oh, yeah, he was good. I agree with that. Yeah, he's Scorpion now. He's Is Scor- he? He's Scorpion in uh, Homecoming. Yep. Yeah. The dude who plays Shades. 
Yeah, the dude who plays Shades is Scorpion in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. I'm thinking someone else. Sorry, I'm thinking no, of the dude from, from uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I was going to say, I'm like, that actually would work, though. <laughs> yeah. That dude that played Shades playing Scorpion would actually really yeah, work. Yeah, no, Breaking Bad. He would make a good um, Shocker, I think. Not Shocker. Um, Electro. But the new version of Electro, where he has all the scars on his face and stuff. Wait, is that Electro or Shocker? I always get those. Yeah, Electro. Yeah, Electro. You know the one from the video game where he has the scars that are shaped like the... Yeah. I, I could see that dude that played Shades playing that guy. That would, that would be interesting. Yeah, just give him a little New York accent. But, I don't know. So you guys are talking about Mahershal Ali. There's, so there's news and there's reports that uh, Matt Reeves' Batman, they want, they're they trying to tar target Mahershal Ali to play Jim Gordon in, in that movie. What do you guys think about that? I think that J.K. Simmons did a really good job. <laughs> I would like to see him again. Wait, J.K. Simmons in what? He was uh, Jim Gordon. What did you in say? The... Yeah, he was Commissioner Gordon in um, was it Batman versus Superman? Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Yeah, yeah. He was no, you. I forgot. I'm sitting there going, wait, what? No, he was good. I mean, it's a new. I, I think if you're revamp, if you're rebooting it, revamping it, you might as well get a new Gordon as well. Don't leave any vestiges for the last one because there's a reason it's not moving on. So I liked it. It was good for those movies, but just like that Batman, that time, that two shot pass. So, I mean, is it Ali in particular? I don't really have any huge feelings about that. Yeah, I like him as an actor. Yeah, it'd be a nice twist on a twist of, of, of a common property in Batman already, at least the way they're going. I heard it's supposed to be more of a detective phase, more in the long Halloween type feel. So if you're going to do it new, do it new. I'd rather have that than you bring in other, like same actors from the other movie when it's not at all going to be like that, so just cut ties and do something fresh. But I'm, I think it's interesting for certain. So, were you pissed when they brought back J.K. Simmons to be J. Jonah Jameson? Now, see, that to me was different, only because <laughs> that was successful. He was one of the shining parts of that. Like, there's no when difference. I think it's of, same, same, same. No, same, no, same, because same, same. that was. I mean, also, it was a little fan shout out. I'm sorry, J.K. Simmons wasn't that huge as the Commissioner Gordon. I just forgot he was Commissioner Gordon. So I mean, the, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't like that crazy. And I'm like, oh, bring him back. Like the everyone went wild when J.K. Simmons were brought back as um, J. John Jameson here in the Spider-Man movie. It could have been anyone else. Have been weird. You know what I mean? That people were lobbying for that as soon as he came in. No one is going to be busting down the door for Simmons to come back as Commissioner Gordon. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody's going to be that crazy about it. He was good, so just bring him back. Nobody yeah, but he he was J. John Jameson. He was just a guy playing Commissioner Gordon. See, I, I don't I, even I, have the guy that played him in the 90s. That guy's gone rest in peace. But still, I mean, that to me was Batman. The two-faced, you know, that one big dude that didn't look anything like any Commissioner Gordon I've ever seen. But, like, that to me, because he's been in multiple movies, had that. J.K. Simmons just happened to be the guy in it. I mean, even bringing um, what's the name from Dark Knight for the Dark Knight trilogy, like that was more of Commissioner Gordon than Simmons was, in my opinion. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting I cast. Glad, but yeah, it's. I was it, glad Jameson Jameson was an Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> it just it it fits along though with that, you know, D, uh, DC's mo going forward or previously is that. They go with the big name actors. So instead of casting a virtually unknown to play 
to play Gordon, you're going to cast Mahersha Ali to play Gordon. You know, it's, I don't know. They yeah. want that. Chad says I in the chat, I want to see another Constantine with Keanu. I don't. I don't. Matt Ryan is Constantine. <sighs> I don't think you need a Constantine unless they're unless they're making a Justice League Dark movie. I don't need. We don't need Constantine. Yeah, he doesn't need his own origin story. Um, I don't know, but Matt Ryan's really good as Constantine. But um, did we lose Corbin? No, he said he had to go do something, so he said to be right back. But um. It's kind of sticking to what are your thoughts on Shia LaBeouf playing Moon Knight? Uh, see, I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. Um, in fact, I was gonna go see uh, Peanut Butter, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, I was gonna go see it tonight after the show, but um, Anna, my wife, informed me that she wants to see it with me because she actually said it looked good. So, but uh, I like him. Um, I just don't know how reliable he is when it comes to the big franchise movies anymore um, or franchise shows. Cause that one's going to be a show, right? Yeah. I think that you're going to want to do, you're going to want to cast somebody that you are for most part certain is not going to go crazy after one season. I, see, I don't know how much of it is Shia LaBeouf going crazy. Is he is he crazy or is he just a fucking genius? Like, because when he does something, he gets attention, and where the world whole world sees him as crazy, like he's doing it as an art form. Like, he got so much attention just for sitting in a movie theater watching his own movies. You know, and you had all these people when he was traveling around the country and he was just putting like GPS coordinates of where he was at and people were going out of their way to like flock to him to pick him up and give him rides and just right. this, the stuff he's done. I just think he's, he's just looking for an artistic outlet. And he, I think, I don't know how much of this is crazy as he's just a fucking genius. Well, I know in Fury, he was like yanking out his own teeth and cutting up yeah. his face and stuff like that. Like. I don't know saint people that do that. <laughs> well, he took method acting to a whole new level. You know? Right. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's got the, the wherewithal to do like the, the physical action like that's going to take like, cause even in transformers, he wasn't doing a lot of fighting. He was just running a lot. Yeah. He's got, he's got good endurance. But, right. <laughs> well, I think you cast someone virtually unknown and build around them for for the Moon Knight series. I don't think you you move forward with like a, a well known actor in that one. Yeah, I just don't know about him in the role. Like, I I like him as an actor. I think he's great, but I just don't know about that. I don't know. Marvel's proven me wrong before. You yeah. know, so yeah, but you're the you're the again. you're the fan casting guru. So who would you cast as Moon Knight? Um, see, I you brought up Keanu, and I thought that was a pretty good idea. But maybe if he, he went like a more in his career rugged Moon Knight kind of type, Keanu would be a good one, but. 
Giannis in his fifties now. Like you gotta. Yeah, they're probably gonna want something young. You Let me see who they term. got. Let me see who uh, who they're talking about online. Oh, Stephen Amell? Hell no. Well, uh, I mean, I like Stephen Amell, but he's just not that good of an actor. I think he's good enough. He'll he'd kill it. Josh, do him, you do have him failed. All. Yeah, you failed the city. I mean, he already yep. basically that... plays Batman in Green Arrow, so. Exactly. I'd go they're for they're Ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had uh, to no, that's my last Josh one. Dumel. What? Josh Dumel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's that guy you keep trying to cast for Wolverine, Lance? Taron Edgerton. Could he do it? He's, uh, I don't know. He makes a better Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not willing to put him in anything unless it has Wolverine in its name. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to have a guy who played Elton John be my Wolverine. I can't look at you the same way. You you went from singing and being the the the, the um rocket man to, to I'm supposed to be scared now. Do we do we do we have to bring up Hugh Jackman's history and like Broadway plays and like, like hey, hey, he he had a commanding presence then? Okay, I was still feared. No, I'm kidding. You're right. You you make up a great point. You make up a hey, great point. He rocks. I saw a movie. I loved that movie. I loved his performance, and I walked away going, "He's not going to be my Wolverine." Ever in my book, he rocked it, the it, shit out of the Greatest Showman. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, Greatest Showman was legit. No, no, I'm saying I like Taron in um, Rocketman. I'm saying I liked him oh. as Elton. I liked the performance, but I'm saying I walked away from that going, "Hell of a performance, great movie." He's not my Wolverine, but you're right. He did rock it as the Greatest Showman. However, his singing tour, whatever he did after that, he didn't rock that so Look, much. Look, I give Taron Edgerton a pass because he's singing all the Elton John songs in there. He's not. He's not voiced over. He's not lip syncing. He's actually Alec. singing all of the the songs like Remy Alec. Like, yeah, he sounds like a, like those songs sound like a young Elton John is singing them. Rami Malek wins Best Actor and didn't even sing those songs. Yeah, I agree. Chad wow. Glenn Danzig from the late '80s would have been a perfect Wolverine. You know who would have been a great Wolverine back then if we're going that time? Chuck Norris. No, dude, Danzig is Thank built you. like Wolverine. Think about it though. If we're going like the, like the corny, you know, Wolf, um, the Incredible Hulk stuff, Bill Bixby as Incredible Hulk and Chuck Norris as Wolverine. I mean, come on, you guys saw the Daredevil and um, Thor that they used for those crossover movies, right? Remember the trial of the Incredible Hulk and whatnot? It would have fit as some corny Marvel stuff, low budget. It's the '90s. We gotta get some stuff out. Get Sylvester Stallone to write the script and direct it himself. <laughs> <laughs> It screams '90s, yo. I don't, it screams it. I don't ever remember seeing Wolverine try to deliver roundhouses to people, so I don't think Chuck Norris would have fit that role. Did you read Chris Caramount's Chick late '90s? No, I'm playing. Uh, Chuck Norris for Iron Fist. I'll give you that, maybe, but I don't know about Wolverine. Mm. There's a couple. There's a couple fan castings for Moon Knight here that aren't that bad. There's one where uh, Tom Ellis from Lucifer. Um, uh, Rami Malek, I see him quite a bit. Um, Josh Dumel. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. No. So, uh, Steven Amell. Kit Harington. I like Amell. A lot of these. He's not a good actor, dude. Go watch the episode he was in in Supernatural. Is the same guy that he was in Arrow. 
Like he has no, and then watch him as Casey Jones. The dude has no acting range whatsoever. But if you think about it, all of those roles, I'm not being the supernatural, I don't know that well, but I mean, as far as Casey Jones and and, and, and maybe it's not as grim as um, Green Arrow, but isn't the same type of archetype kind of role? Like The Rock is a high grossing actor. He plays the same actor, the same role in every movie with slight variations here and there, right? Would you not agree with that? Yeah, but The Rock, The Rock, it, like people go see their movie, his movies, knowing that it's not always going to be a great movie. They go to see those movies because they like The Rock. Stephen Amell, I don't know. It, I that can't. Just the best me thing, I can't remember go if ahead. it was like your you you guys and Couch Crunchers posted it, but I saw something on fucking Facebook or or uh, Instagram or something. It was like. This is The Rock in three different movies, and he's wearing the same fucking shirt, and he's in the same fucking jungle. He looks the <laughs> same. It was like The Rock from Jumanji, Rampage, and one other movie, and it's like the same fucking shirt, the same fucking jungle, the same everything. Like The Rock plays the same character in every movie almost, every action so they, movie. Right. They played the trailer for Rampage when it was first announced, like the first teaser trailer or whatever it was. And I thought for the first like couple seconds that it was a sequel to to uh, Skyscraper. Was that the movie he did? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then I thought Skyscraper was the sequel to San Andreas. <laughs> Before they announced like what the movie is, I thought they these were all sequels. I know they've been talking about a San Andreas thing for a while, but um, but. Sorry, my kids are being loud and distracting me. But they they all look like the same movie. That's how Stephen Amell is. When he's in something, it's the same thing. Now, his younger cousin, Robbie Amell, has more acting ability than Stephen Amell and may be able to do a good job. But it, are they too pretty boy for these roles? Or, or does Moon Knight call for somebody that's... I don't know. Have you seen that... Um... Have you seen that Netflix movie that he's in with uh, Adam Devine? The oh Robbie Amell, the yeah. one where Adam Devine gets uh, frosted tips. Yes, where he, he time travels <laughs> through a photo booth. Yeah, yeah. The Adam Devine as Moon Knight. Let's do that. <laughs> he can, I mean, he could play the crazy schizophrenic part very well. <laughs> And that's the thing. I don't know if I buy Stephen Amell as a as a crazy schizophrenic guy. Like, Chad, maybe not even Robbie Amell. I I don't know. Chad said he want Kit Kit Harrington play Moon Knight. Kit Harrington's already cast in uh, Eternals, yeah. though, and they don't yeah. really let they they try not to let their actors cross like that. So I don't. Well, there's these are actually going to be in the same universe, right? Yeah. Yep. So I don't. It's not going to be Kit Harrington, but we'll have to wait and see. But kind of getting onto something I want to talk about too is. So I know you want to touch a little bit on it, Lance, when we talked during the week about the the topics is the Joker, and how it's winning film festivals and it just won uh, one of the biggest. It just won top prize at one of the big film biggest film festivals in the world, and critics have have been loving it, and it was really high rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and now. It's all of a sudden kind of flipped. So, with with its current Rotten Tomato score, I think it was last time I checked, it was like seventy seven percent. Does that make you more intrigued? Because I've, I've I've heard the argument where people say when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, if the critics are rating it high, the movie's going to be shit. If the critics are rating it low and the fans are rating it high, the movie's going to be incredible. So, does that kind of change anybody's stance on? Um, 
I I think that's the case for everything other than a DC or Marvel movie because for some reason there's like this I don't know what it is but Marvel fanboys hate DC movies and DC fanboys hate Marvel movies. I don't know why this exists, but Marvel fanboys like there was rumors that Disney was like paying people to downgrade DC movies and vice versa. Like I just think it's a bunch of angry Marvel fanboys that don't want Joker to be better than Logan. I think I think it's people like us, not us necessarily, but people like uh, in a position like us who do podcasts and talk about this shit. And fans are they're the ones that drive that speculation of the the hatred between Marvel and DC. Like I don't think it's really there. It, it's it's there more of a from, from the fans and the standpoint than it is from the two companies. You know, I don't I don't really think that. I think look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Or not Guardians of the Galaxy, but Suicide Squad. That you know, yeah, I know James Gunn was fired from D- Disney before, he, and then signed on to do that. But they're still letting him do that. They're letting Dave Batista go over be a part of it. Like they're letting uh, James Gunn's brother be a part of it. So like, there's all these characters that are contracted by Marvel that are gonna appear in this movie. So I don't think that that DC versus Marvel hatred is j- is there. I think it's all fan created. I think well, it's limited to the fans, right? Yeah, it's it's created. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think DC. I like. I always thought that those rumors were bullshit about D- Disney like paying people to do this and Warner Brothers paying people to do this. But I do think there's a pretty large group of fanboys that are just without even seeing the movie, just downgrading it. Uh, there's some sort of pride like you saw it with avengers becoming the number one grossing film ever that there was just so much of this hatred spewed online uh one of the websites and i'm not going to name drop them here but one of the websites that i visit regularly because they they have Porn a lot up. of <laughs> no so this website was just putting out article after article after article saying how the Avengers is never going to beat Avatar. It's never going to do this. It's never going to do this. just hateful articles. And I'm like, and it eventually beat it. So they were wrong for one, but it just comes off as petty. Like I, for one, didn't really care if Avengers beat Avatar. I thought Avatar was a, a shitty movie. Not, it was basically live action Fern Gully, but, uh, they like all this hatred to try to stop it from becoming the number one grossing movie. And then all these fanboys that went and saw it and just bought tickets without even going to see the movie again to make it the number one selling movie is it's all ridiculous. We're comic book fans. We're movie fans. Just like the movies for what they are. Who cares what studio they come from? Unless it's Sony without Disney, then don't go see it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm super intrigued by the Joker. In in the, the Rotten Tomato score, isn't affecting me. And I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, I want to see a superhero movie. I don't want to see some fucking artsy film." And I'm okay with it if it's an indie. If it has a very indie film feel to it, I'm 100% behind it. Like yeah, I I am too. I mean, why do we need to see the same old shit over and over and over again? Like why can't why is it so taboo to try something different logan tried something different deadpool tried something different hell the first avengers tried something different yeah what is so bad about 
just trying something different again. The only thing I can think of is that people are either pissed that Batman's not in it or they're pissed that they have this Logan set on this pedestal of being this amazing movie and they don't want something to come to... I don't know. I don't know where it lies. I hope Joker is amazing. I want to go see a good movie. I've been at wanting Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker even before... Um, uh, Jared Leto or uh, Heath Ledger? Even before Heath Ledger was cast, I thought Joaquin Phoenix would have been an amazing Joker. I don't know. I just like comic book movies, so I want them all to be good. I want to walk into a movie. I was super bummed I gave Fantastic Four with Miles Teller and all that stuff a chance because I want it to be good. But there's people that were like actively rooting for it to suck so the rights would revert back to Disney and all this other bullshit. Like it's just, it's petty. Go to the movies because you enjoy the movie. Chat says, Leave the politics out of it. Chad says, Avatar, you mean dances with Smurfs and Fern Gully? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, but see, I'm a I'm a movie fan. I'm a, I'm a, I have a love for the movies first and foremost, right. and then I'm also a comic book guy. So I look comic book movies in. You know, I love all different genres of movie. I love I I love a lot of indie films. So I think if Joker, if Joe, I I don't care if Joker has any comic book elements into it. I want to see yeah. something fresh. I want to see something original. I want you know and. It, this this character has so many different origin stories the and the possible the you know possibilities are endless with him so you can right. take him anywhere if you just go into it and absorb it for what it's going to be i think it's gonna be a fantastic movie it, and of course you're gonna have people that rip it apart because it's not a comic book movie and i think the stuff you're hearing now is like joaquin phoenix was so in a character that he'd walk off set at times and you know he he fought hard he didn't want thomas wayne in the movie like that was one of the things he fought against. But he he lost, but he didn't want Thomas Wayne in the movie. Like they really wanted no connection to Batman whatsoever in this movie, and I think they just put it in there fine. to appease people. I uh, see. That's what I don't like. I don't. I'm sick and tired of these movie studios just thinking that they have to do certain things to appease people. Well, there's people that have been out there that have seen this movie that said, you know, there was no way at any other studio this movie gets made. And I think that's one of the, I, I personally think that's one of the things when they pitched this DC Black Label movie and they were like, we want to make this Joker movie. They're like, cool, but we need to have Batman in it. Well, we don't really want Batman in there, you know, he, but they're like, Warner Brothers is like, no, he's got to be in there somewhere. And I think they, they settled with young Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne because it's something you haven't seen yet. You haven't really seen Thomas Wayne in a movie yet. So it'll be in five seconds. Well, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see like how, I mean like full on Thomas Wayne, like in more than just getting shot in an alley, you know, it'll, it'll yeah. be interesting to see. And one of the shows I'm watching right now is uh Pennyworth and it, Thomas Wayne plays a pretty big role in, in, uh, in Pennyworth. And it's really good because you watch Pennyworth and it's not a comic book show. Like, the only thing comic booky about it is when you're watching it, the first thing you see is a DC Comics logo. But if anything, it could have just been like a spy thriller show. And like espionage, right? Why, yeah, and that's why I like it so much. It feels like like a James Bond, like James Bond, like in his beginning stages type show. Like that's what it feels like, and it just happens to have names that I recognize, you know. But it's a really good show. It's a shame that's on Epics because I don't really know how many people are actually watching it, being on that station. But 
it's a really good show, but it's different. It's not something that I've seen before in the comic book genre. I think it is though. Like they kind of ripped it off from agent Carter because you kind of got the, what's up Kyle. You kind of got the same thing in agent Carter where, you know, you had Jarvis and now in agent Carter, Jarvis is like, you know, he's still, um, Tony Howard Stark's Butler, but he's kind of like, you know, her right hand man too, and, and the super spy in him and, and stuff. So you've kind of seen the same thing play out already in Marvel TV. Yeah, but here's the thing, like and I liked Agent Carter, but if you watch Pennyworth, they're they're different shows. Like there's a more of a and it might be because of the networks they're on, I don't know, but there's more of a grittiness to Pennyworth and kind of um and it's more subtle too, as far as what the action is and the stories and stuff. It's a lot more dialogue and things like that than than Agent Carter. Agent Carter felt like a Marvel show. This doesn't mm. feel like a DC show or a Marvel show. Like it just feels like a good, well written show. And the performances in it are really good. My biggest issue with Agent Carter and Max, I've told Max this a million times, and and I pay attention to the way things are like filmed and things like that. That they did like this soft lighting on agent Carter through the whole show that made it look like a seventies porno. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like all the yeah. lines were really soft and everything like that. Like, and I could never like get that out of my mind that eventually like you need to get off Pornhub Lance. You spent way too much time on Pornhub. <laughs> it reminds you, me of some of the classic ones I grew up with. What porn? What what, what no, classic make... no what classic porn did you grow up with? I I want to hear this, Corbin. I was referencing Lance's describing of the colors. I wasn't referencing my yeah, own okay. uh, inhibitions. I, Debbie I, does Dallas. I, I, I had that shit on Betamax. <laughs> I know not which of you speak. All right. Yeah. Say, I say I just say stuff for Comic Playground, Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Lance. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh wow! Okay. Hey, it's I awesome. love this absolute roast up in here. Hey, that so was, that was you last week, just flicking matches at me, trying to burn me. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I was. So Kyle's oh, on the chat, but he couldn't come on. Kyle showed no, yeah, Kyle. Uh, he's on his way back from Area Fifty One. Remember, he he went out there to join the raid. A little bit early, and then they found out it was canceled. So now he's on his way back. So he couldn't be, he couldn't, couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> but uh, and like I, I said, know. and then Brian stubbed his toe chasing after a fresh nug. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, have you watched any of Pennyworth? Matt? Um, I have not. I had zero interest in it. They showed they showed a preview for it at San Diego, and I had zero interest in it. So I did too. And when they announced it, I was like, this is going to be so stupid. And then I got free epics with my DirecTV or something like that. And I was sitting here because I work from home every Friday. And I was sitting here. I was like, I need something to watch. And I turned it on and I got hooked. I watched like four episodes right there. It's it's pretty good. I'm super And I don't hear enough people talking about it. I'm super excited for uh, Watchmen, the HBO Watchmen series. Yeah, I probably want that too. I, I can't watch oh, Batwoman myself. Rosarok looks kind of stupid, I think. I think he looked better in the movie. Yeah. Uh, who Rorschach, you mean? Rorschach, sorry. So I think this I think this one is set in modern times and 
Like, I get that modern feel off of it. And the Rorschach, it's not really a Rorschach. I think it's a cult that kind of follows his ideals from, like, the first movie. And kind yeah. of the ideals from his journal because they're, it's a Rorschach gang. So I don't think it's the actual, like, Rorschach. It's, I think it's a whole new set. I The feeling I get from it is that maybe uh, Osmondeus is going to be back, but the rest of them in Dr. Manhattan, other than that, the rest of it is, like, new original characters. And I think it's that these – it's they're hunting cops. So I think these cops take up the persona of superheroes to try to hide their identities from being hunted. It's kind of the vibe I get from it. Mm. So when is that supposed to come out? Uh, October next month. I'm not sure if it's gonna be on Pornhub though, Corbin. So you might not. Hey, hey, hey! It. Okay, okay. I don't know how it's gonna turn on me. All right. Oh man. It might. It might not be in part of your classic hits there. All right. That's your, not what I meant. Your classic tab on Pornhub there. That's not what I meant. Cheek. Corbin, oh, Corbin likes to light some candles and get the lotion and set the mood, put on a little Barry White. And he's like, all right, we're only going to play the classics. And he just goes to the fucking classic tab and away it goes. Spray some scented oils yep. in the air. All right, guys. I don't know what we're doing. A little bit of baby oil. And he's like, only playing the hits. Yeah, I got to leave me alone. <laughs> that's why That's why Corbin was uh, not on at 7 when we were talking about the show. He yeah. was... Prepping. <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> oh man. That's why. That's why when you guys go to Tucson, he doesn't want to get an Airbnb. Wants to get his own hotel so he can uh, <laughs> have his me time. Hey, the walls are thinner in the hotel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all give me a third degree. Can I have his me time. <laughs> oh man. When you came on here, man. I mean, you're right. You're right. I don't, I don't know. I'd be crazy to expect anything less. You got an easy that, week. Like it's just me. Like Kyle's not even here. Like, just think if true. Kyle was here, just how berated you would oh, be getting right now. Oh yeah, I'd, it'd be it'd be it'd be a totally yeah. You're right. Thank you for small favors. The class. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, you you underhand pitch that one, so there's no way I can't just swing away on. It. Yeah. Corbin has the longest subscription list on Pornhub. Yeah. I'm a subscriber. <laughs> Kyle says, no way I love Corbin. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Corbin lays down. It's like, only the hits. None of this newfangled shit. <laughs> Harry Bush. Yep. Back in if it doesn't have a giant 70s bush, I'm not into it. <laughs> Man, I've never seen Corbin blush. It's like so <laughs> red right there. Corbin's that type of guy that gets excited about the porn parodies. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not having you slander my name now, okay? He gets excited about the superhero parodies. Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy where Groot's a giant wooden dildo. Oh, I have no <laughs> He's all about that, huh? No. I am wood. I am Groot. I don't know. No, I'm good. You probably... I am wood. <laughs> <laughs> I am wood. Hear me roar. <laughs> I hear you're a Patreon supporter to Bang Bros. <laughs> you're a Patreon supporter to Bang Bros, aren't you, Corbin? 
Me? Oh my god, I don't even know you were. No, I don't even know what that is. I hadn't heard it before yesterday. <laughs> You're all excited to have I... that arena named after them. No! I hadn't heard of it before yesterday. I don't know what Bang Bros is. Well, I know now, but it doesn't matter. Mm. No. No. I'm a clean subscriber to the finest um, apps. The finest uh, software. No, no. I'm losing my words, okay? These universe. Uh, um, Corbin, Corbin um, Torrance softcore porn that used to be on Cinemax. <laughs> what is that one? Uh, Red Shoe Diaries or whatever. What is it called? What's that one Two on? Girls on the... How gross, dude. <laughs> that thing's like 20 years old and it still gets referenced up. I hear that maybe like once or twice a year. Oh, it's classic. What? Two girls, one cup. Oh, I never heard it. What is? Oh, nothing. Michael Michael says Bang Bros is too new school for Corbin. Oh, damn. Yeah, it doesn't have enough seventies yeah, bush. No, no, I don't need any bush. Or... <laughs> I'm good. You prefer, you prefer a landing strip? No, no, no. I'm just saying seventies bush, eighty. It's not really. It doesn't. Who cares? Maybe you maybe you prefer the the nasty little Hitler. Just the little. No. Yep, just the little. Just no. the little in the middle. No. Dirty little Hitler. No. Y'all need to stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. It does end Corbin's tenure with an absolute geek. <laughs> <laughs> he's never coming back. <laughs> I, oh, he's man. a good sport, man. He He's always coming back for more, so. I, I got, I, if I have to give it, I have to take it, right? I think, I think the 70s bush is, is where he crawls the line. You should have seen him last week on here, dude. Every turn, like, he was flicking the matches last week, just trying to burn me. Like, he was just flicking them at me, and he was trying to I mean, did so that hard. tell you the butter bun stories? Okay, there's a story. You need to know, Lance. And when you do, you'll see why I was trying to burn him. But it didn't work as well as you guys are getting me to. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Mike, Michael says, I'll take hardwood floors over shag carpet any day. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Corbin likes him as bald as the day they came oh. into this world. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I don't have a comeback for you. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, oh. <sighs> oh man. What else are we talking about, Matt? Look at the list. Oh my gosh. There we, you put that up every time I come up here, at least one appearance of that mask. Oh, it really grinds my gears, okay? What else, what else <laughs> what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> when people don't clear their search history before they come on your podcast. What do you mean? You bang bros. I didn't. What do you? I bang. I didn't do any bang bros. Bro, whoa! Oh, you're messing around with me. You must be. <laughs> I'm messing. I was like bang bros. What I do? I'm you got me. Yeah. Oh man. You, yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm not a bang brother. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> I do not associate with the bang. What? Okay. That, that, okay. So. Don't um, with the bang. <laughs> If you are a, uh, that's a creepy mask, <laughs> Max. Um, if you guys are familiar with Power Rangers, 
Uh, we lost this week Robert Axlord, who was the voice of Lord Zed in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He passed away. He was in his 70s. So, I mean, 70s, not, it's still a, a big lifetime, but it's not, I mean, people are living to a lot. still young, dude. Yeah. It's, it's still young, man. Like, people shouldn't be dying at 70s years old. I don't know. It's funny. I haven't watched that original Power Rangers, like, with Lord Zed in it or anything in probably 20 years, but yet his voice is still imprinted in my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how impactful those characters can have on you in that type of way, you know? Yeah. And then uh, DC announced Frank Miller's Dark Knight uh, sequel, Golden Child, is coming to DC Black Label. Jesus Christ! Yes! Yes! I want to make that a gift. I need to make that a gift so bad. If somebody can make that a gift... You will be my fucking hero. <laughs> I need to just have a gif of Corbin dancing. <laughs> Frank Miller is coming back. Mind you, he did a great first story, a horrible second story, a, a bad third story, but the fourth time's the charm. I am riding this wave. I am all for Frank Miller. Yes. I don't think Give I'm, us a good one, baby. I think his writing is outdated and it's... Uh, mm. Don't disrespect the legend. You're not into it? Not feeling it, no. The art looks cool. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the story supposedly, I guess, going to be about Jonathan Kent or about the son of Superman. Um, I'm not really sure how that ties into Batman, but I'm excited. I mean, uh, you can clearly see that Carrie Kelly is no longer um, Catgirl or whatever. She's full-fledged Batwoman. Um, I kind of like the suit, too. Catgirl? So. Wasn't, I thought Carrie Kelly uh, was Robin. She was Robin, then she was Catgirl in uh, in um, what is that called? Batman: The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Oh, okay. Then Batwoman. So now she's Batman. fully fledged. Now she's fully in that role. So I'm interested to see how it ties together. Um, I think that the last one Frank Miller didn't really have a lot of control over, and it was a weird story anyway. Not that Frank Miller after the Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller's um. Batman writing has been kind of hit or miss, mostly miss. But, I mean, that's my favorite iteration of Batman. That's my favorite Batman story. It, I'm still going to be on the upside looking forward to that type of, um, to whatever Miller can do until he proves me wrong, which he's done again and again. But I'm still here excited. I saw it today and I was like, yes, all caps written out in red. I was hyped. I'll pass. Hard pass. I'm uh, not in. I want so that gift the, so bad. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover. I what is with the the gloves that she's? I don't know. The the, the artwork for I'm telling you after the Dark Knight Returns, the artwork for Frank Miller's Batman work has just been weird. The only work I've liked from Frank Miller Batman wise after the Dark Knight Returns was Spawn Batman, um, and that was. Frank Miller and Todd McFarlane. That story sucked, but I love the artwork from Todd McFarland. It, it has a really, um, like, they have really big eyes, and it has a very, like, kind of anime feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really funky, for sure. So, real quick, moving on here, though, because, I, I mean, that dance of Corbin's just completely blew my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, um... Are you guys are both reading uh, Hickman's 
House of X and Power of X, right? I haven't started yet. I have it all on my iPad ready to go, but I've been reading Absolute Carnage more. I don't have I a missed lot last of week. Are you reading all the ties in for Absolute Carnage too? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to read everything. Oof. Okay, Lance, look at you. Hey, look at, look at Lance, Lance over here. I, I really fell in lieutenant. I I really fell in love with that first issue, so and then um I also downloaded uh the new Spider Man one. What's it called? Going big or the um the the carnage stuff like <clears throat> Venom is is good. The absolute carnage stuff is good. Some of the tie-ins have been kind of hit or miss. Really? Like the scream tie-ins have been kind of a, a miss, but the Deadpool one surprisingly has been some of my favorite stuff. Um, I was just wondering. Yeah. See, it sucks because I want to talk about the the X Men run and see what you guys thought about how what Hickman's doing and how you think he's handling the the characters because I think some stuff took place in the, the issue that came out Tuesday that kind of take things into left field. And I'm, I'm starting to question it now. Like I was on board and now just the mm -hmm. way he's handling one character, I'm kind of starting to questioning everything. Really? Okay. I'm interested because I missed last week. So I, I don't really have any context provided there, but I was mostly on board. I mean, it's on board with like a full rehaul of a classic team as you can be. It was bold, but I mean, Hickman, if nothing else has shown us that his writing is, is that, you know, with his work for the Avengers and stuff like that. So I was interested, and I've liked the first couple, but I haven't, I haven't, I've missed this one, so I'm not sure what direction you mean he's going with. Well, like, because last week he, he left off with, he did something unprecedented in, like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Well, like, I told you last week kind of what happened. Like, everyone's probably read it right now, but he basically killed all off the core X-Men team. Nightcrawler, <clears throat> um, Cyclops, um... Well, Storm wasn't there. It was Nightcrawler, Cyclops, um, Wolverine. They're, they're all gone. And now this week's issue, they kind of played on Magneto and, and Xavier going to talk to um, Mr. Sinister along with Apocalypse. And it's just the way they handle Mr. Sinister is, is very weird. They took Mr. Sinister. They took Mr. Sinister from this like hardcore deviant, like just dude who was all about gene splicing and and mapping the genes and and all that. To he's very flamboyant and he talks about how he needs to wear a cape. And it's it's very weird the direction they took. The, he's taken someone like Mr. Sinister. Wow. It almost feels like it's ruining the character to me, but I don't know. Well, I know Jay, uh, which I don't know how familiar they are with Jay, but I know um, he's like way into it. He's the one that told me that I needed to read it. Yeah, I mean, but... up to up till this week's issue, I've been one hundred percent all about it. But just this week's issue was it was just weird with the stuff they were trying to do and. A lot of the timeline stuff, like a lot of these, I have to reread two or three times because like timelines are all, all over the place, and like you got one set in the past, present, and then future, and it's just weird. Like all the different timelines they're going through, but I would recommend it. Um, I would definitely recommend the um, maximum, uh, the absolute carnage stuff that's going on right now. It's a change of pace, though. Like Marvel's actually coming out with some decent. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. 
Well, and I mean, that's a credit to the writers and their whole, I got to give a lot of credit to to their whole um, fresh blood campaign. I can't remember what they're called, like Big 12 or something like that. They've got Mm -hmm. a whole campaign going right now about getting fresh blood into like fresh artists and stuff into Marvel comics. So that's been, been really, really cool. Um, and the covers, like the covers have been phenomenal. Like they've had the, the X-Men connecting covers that I showed on the absolute geek page that I guess are tired, kind of hard to get. Uh, even this week's venom is a connecting, it's a wraparound cover. There's the front and there's the back of it. Badass. Um, yes. That's why he's my, one of my favorite characters is because of shots like that with all like the flowing lines and like that. Like I have several uh, pieces of art from Comic Cons I've collected of Venom and things like that. Like Donny Cates, man. Donny Cates is killing it right now, writing this story. And did you did you pick up any co- comics this week, Corbin? No, I'm going tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to my shop tomorrow. I've been I've been but I've already been looking at pods and looking at reviews early because I I really have never spoiled. So I'm I'm just happy to hear whatever you got on that because um yeah this week I got- saw, anyway. Long story short, slash tires. It's been it's been a rough week transportation wise. I'll tell you that. Batman seventy six is or Batman issue seventy eight came out this week, and it's it's a weird one off issue. I mean, after last issue where you got the death of Alfred, and you had Bane snapping his neck at the end of the issue to move on to like this is Batman and Selina Kyle on on vacation together, talking about like their history and in being in love with each other and shit and. You got fucking. I just love this shot right here, Bruce Wayne looking like Magnum PI. <laughs> he does have that look. Looking too. like straight Tom Selleck up in this bitch. So, can I tell you one of the most disturbing things I ever saw? I saw it last week. There's a picture Corbin of search uh, history. There's a picture of Tom Selleck. With <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, I gotta call Matt out for that. He coming for me again. <laughs> There's a picture of Tom Selleck online without his mustache. And it's oh um, no, that's a tragedy. Yes, it is not okay. <laughs> not okay. But I, that's. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? Anything going on in your personal podcast that you want to plug, Lance? Um, no, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start writing some articles. I, I've I, so as everybody knows, I'm a big uh, toy collector. Um, specifically Pops and Marvel Legends and things like that. So uh, we're going to start um, showcasing like different collectors from uh, different Comic-Cons that I've met and stuff like that on the website. Ooh. So it's going to be... Um, we're going to have comic book collectors, toy collectors, things like that, and just kind of... Uh, it's going to be like a showcase of just kind of figuring out like what makes them want to collect. Like how do they get into collecting and things like that. So... It's a big deal to me. Uh, my office, and one of these days I'll, I'll post some pictures on the website, but my office is just filled to the brim of vintage toys and some of the new toys with the pop figures and things like that. Like, I just love toys, and I also collect retro video games. So, And I want to start incorporating that a little bit. I know, Matt, you're a big collector of uh, comic books, right? And yeah. artwork and things like that. And statues and all kinds of yeah. stuff. I'm running out of space, dude. I'm I running. I have to find. I have to find cabinets and shelves and all that to display all my all my stuff is in boxes in my closet because I don't have 
anywhere to display it. Yeah, I'm I'm actually going to build um, some shelves that I can mount up to uh, around the around my room that are just going to hold all my pops because I'm up to like uh, roughly seventy pops right now, and they're just stacking on top of each other. And Jesus, I know I just wow. bought the whole Venomized line the other day. The new Venomized <laughs> line is cool. Have you guys seen those? No, I did look at them online. I've just bought Venomized uh, Daredevil, and he's pretty badass, dude. That's pretty sick, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anywhere to get but, a quick uh, book. Huh? Anywhere to get a quick book to make anyone venomized. It's true. I mean, yeah, it's true. You're right. Sad, but, I mean, they look pretty cool, concept art-wise, you know. But there's there's no history of, like, that in the comic books, right? Like a Venomized Daredevil or Venomized I Rocket and Groot and... No, no, I, I like, had an early like storyline with Daredevil, Spider-Man. I think it was like Venom Trial or something. But even then, Daredevil and the symbiote never made like direct contact or anything. It was just an early storyline in the mid '90s with Daredevil, Spider-Man, and, and Venom. That's the whole thing. That's the whole story be- behind the absolute carnage. Is he's going off everyone that's had a symb- that's ever worn a symbiote, right? So, mm. right. What, did they like? Steve Rogers and stuff like that. Like he's had the symbiote, right? Uh, I don't think he has. I might be mm-hmm. not that I remember either. Maybe the Didn't they no. mention some big, big characters that he killed in abs- in the first Absolute Carnage that they were finding bodies of some of these characters or something well, like that. So he's yeah, he's found that they found a giant grave of a bunch of people that used to be, like um, um, I know. If you're reading all the tie-ins, you'll see later on, like, um, Scorpion was Venom at one point, and he gets paralyzed at, at one point because he's getting attacked by all the symbiotes, and they, like, break his back. So he gets paralyzed, and Miles Morales has now been taken over by him, and it's just it's crazy of all the stuff that's going on in those books. Yeah, I, I plan on reading them all because I, I got really hooked on that first one. Let me grab this thing real quick. But, uh... While while Lance is grabbing that, I gotta give credit where credit is due, um, and I kind of wanted—I uh, was kind of hoping that Kyle was gonna be on for this, but I got it. I got it in the mail today, and uh, any of you guys that have been listening to us for a long Whoa. time know that that is pretty sick. The venomized it's badass, right? Devil. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You can probably see it better right here. Yeah, that's sick. But I—I'd read a comic with that. Oh, what were you saying, mm. Matt? I was saying I gotta give credit where credit is due. If you guys have been listening to this show for a long time, you know that we periodically talk about CGC and our experiences with CGC and and everything like that. Um, and I kind of told my story about my experience with CGC at San Diego Comic Con, how I took my 193 Walking Dead there to get uh, signed by Robert Kirkman and graded, and just kind of like the bad experience I had getting the paperwork filled out and the fact that she dropped my book. And damaged the corner of my book um, and tore it up and then told me it would just press out. Well, I don't think it's going to just press out. I don't think it would just pressed out, but I got to have props. It looks like they replaced it. I got it back in the mail today. 9.8. Wow. So, signed by Robert Kirkman. They, re- um, they replaced the corner? They replaced the book. So, the this isn't my book because the one I brought she damaged, but it looks like they replaced the book. Um, cause there's no damage to the corners 
But and I well, got how they, they, they got it signed again. Well, so the, what you had to do is you took the book there and dropped it off to them, and they did what's called a signature series. And so that means that they just take a stack of books to the create the writer or artist, and they just sign, oh. and then they put your paperwork there, and they ship your book off. So she, when I was doing that, and I dropped off my book to get signed, she dropped it on the corner, and it like tore the corner up, and it was really bad. And I kind of flipped out on her. I was like, you need to replace this book now or you need to go to the, the image booth and buy me one of the exclusives. And she was like, no, we'll press it. It'll press out. And I got the, um, when I got the email that they received it, they said that there was no damage to the book so and that they weren't going to replace it. So they must have replaced it there already or she replaced it. But 9.8 signed by him. They even gave me the Walking Dead like top label with Negan and Lucille. That's awesome. I got to give credit where credit is due that they did that, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So, this is my first and only CGC graded book. And I'm would you do that again? Um, probably not. Okay. How, how much did you get something graded like that? So the signature was thirty, and then the grading and encapsulating and shipping was forty-five. So, and it took about they. I got this signed on the 19th of of July. They received the book the 2nd of August, and I just got it back today. So it wasn't too too bad turn around, but I probably I probably wouldn't do it again. I, I'll just if I want something that's graded, I'll look for it already graded after it comes out. Well, it makes sense to do that if you get stuff signed, right? Like it makes sense to get it encapsulated and all those things, right? Well, I mean, I normally don't. Like, I have a ton of signed shit on my walls and, and all that. Like, everything that's on my walls is signed. And I I like to display it because it's just for me. I don't really have an intention of selling it unless I get in a real tight situation. But, like, this yeah. this is the final issue of Walking Dead. And I was like, you know what? To have him sign it and encapsulate it would, just made sense to me because it's the final issue. Like, And this book has been so, like, as far as, like... It, it's got cultural significance moving forward in, in, the, in the comic book community, and it's, it's one of those books that's going to be talked about for, for years to come. Yeah, it's not coming back. I get that. Yeah. It is the end of... Like, I might get Frank Miller's last Batman Dark Knight Returns. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I see what you mean. Like, it, it's, it's important, just on a comic cultural significance. I'm sense. surprised you haven't gotten Gotham by Gaslight signed in CGC yet, Corbin. I haven't signed. No. Not CGC yet, but I have it signed. I have it in my closet right now. It's one of the only things to not get damaged from my uh, water heater accident. You know, that, you know and you I have the first get... volume of ElfQuest signed as well. You know what you should get signed in CGC? What? Dude, I kid you not. No, Quarter Houses, no. No, but thank you. <laughs> thank you, though. She's going to harm me today. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you back, Matt. But, um... But yeah, I just want to give credit with credit dude, because we we've been pretty hard on the past in CGC and our experiences, and like I just want to make sure that people know that you know we we definitely aren't haters, and that we have good experiences. We want to share that too. So I'm glad that everything worked out because it was a rough start. But I mean, I don't know if it, if it's a signature that like, I really really wanted. Like now looking back at it, I wish maybe I would have done it for like some of my Stan Lee books. But yeah, moving forward, I don't know. You don't have any Stan Lee signatures? Oh, I do, but they're not CGC'd. 
I just so you can send them in now to get CDC, right? So you can go through CBCS and they have a for an extra bit of money they'll do um, signature verification. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they they run it through like FBI software to make sure it's his signature. Like I have Spider Man one twenty one signed by him, and I have Spider Man seven hundred signed by him as well. Yeah, I if I had a Stanley signed book. That seems like a good one to do. I just, I, I don't know. Mm. I've just never been into to CGCing anything in my life until I was like, it's the final issue of Walking Dead. I might as well just do it. That's cool. <laughs> I was going to keep it on my face, so hoping none of you guys notice. <laughs> I, I did for a second when I looked down. I looked back up. I was like, oh, clever. For the last four minutes, I've just been doing this. <laughs> See, here's my. Uh... There's my Stan Lee signed 121. That's it. Dude, so. that's beautiful. That's... I, I had a... I bought a Stan Lee pop that I had every intention of getting him to sign whenever I had the opportunity and, and he unfortunately he passed away. Yeah. Then he croaked. But, but I'm, just, I'm just like you, dude. Like, I don't have any intention on selling any of my collection or anything. It's just... It's just for me. Like a lot of the pops I have are like some of them aren't worth any money, but I bought them because I like that character. Yeah. You know, and that was good enough for you. Right. Like I have a ton of Wolverines. Um, I buy the Deadpool X-Force ones and Venoms and things like that because I like the characters, but there's some out there that people are getting just for the simple sake that they're worth money. And it, I'm not into it. I've got a pop that I bought. At a convention that I lucked into, that it now it's worth money. Which one is it? It's a Stanley Kamikaze exclusive Peter Parker uh, bobblehead pop without his mask on. So he's in the he's uh, in the Spider-Man outfit, and but he doesn't have a mask on. That's pretty cool. It's like a. I just bought one. Uh, it's like a hundred dollar, hundred dollar to two hundred dollar pop. So. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, see, and like, something like that, like, I, I would like to have stuff like that, because that, that's what I'm into. Like, let me see here. Don't look at my ass. Oh, Corbin's looking. Corbin's looking. He he zoomed in. He zoomed in. <laughs> Last night. It's uh, Peter Parker in the Norwegian jersey. That's pretty From cool. the movie. You're going you're gonna to end up on like... Pornhub now. You need to stop, man. You need to stop. Under community submissions, Lance's ass. <laughs> you need to stop. Verification video. Girl, I got your couch cruncher uh, right here. Ass on live stream. So I, I got your couch cruncher right here. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are, oh, goodness. But yeah, dude, like, I bought him not because he's worth anything. It's just I like Spider Man. So. And that's cool. That is cool. But uh, what about I had, I had a Batman Forever one. Ooh, ooh, that one's cool. The one mm-hmm. in the black box. Yep. Um, I don't know. I have a Batman Forever and a Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns one because, of course, I would. You're gonna try to but, get them um, signed. I might. I'm thinking about. I mean, my if if I go if going to Tucson, like my main thing to get signed is Kingdom Come. Yeah. By Mark Wade. There you go, talking about that stuff again, Corbin. I think you got a problem. What? Yeah, what? that emphasis you put on the word "come." 
I think you got a problem. Buddy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Come on, dog! Come I'm on! Amazed. Dude, he, like as soon as he said it, like. <laughs> man, I'm not. You're just in the gutter, I guess. <laughs> you just stay down there, man. No, I just want to like, get it signed. Cause... I want to get my Batman Kingdom Come signed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I have this is my reader copy, but. I'm absolutely in love with Kingdom Come. That's that's my thing. Um, so I want to get that signed by him and uh, Justice League Tower of Babel. There you go. So do you have? Uh, are you excited to watch the the uh, WB thing they're doing with Brandon Rao? Yes. Oh, um, the crossover, the um, Christ on Infinite Earths. Yes, I am. That's the version he's playing, um, right? CW. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the Superman that he's playing is the Superman from Kingdom Come, which is exciting on a number of levels. Um, one, because that costume is just badass. Um, with the red S on the black backdrop, really sick. But you're actually bringing in a guy who played Superman to have that veteran weathered experience. I'm just, it, it's a number of levels. I'm very excited for that. I mean, it all starts with Batwoman for me, which I'm oddly intrigued by just because apparently they're going to have Hush and other um, villains from Batman's Rose Gallery. And I'm intrigued to see how they tie that into this um series but yeah kingdom come i mean not kingdom come i can't get my head out of that um christ and infinite earths is something i'm really excited about for sure i am not excited about the batwoman show whatsoever what i get it i get it i'm messing with you but i i wb lost my interest about three seasons ago with these uh i don't know dude like i just like that it's batman adjacent like yeah it's not batman but they were using Green Lan- Green Arrow as the Batman adjacent character, and it just didn't work for me on a number of levels, especially if people read the comics and knew Green Arrow's personality and everything. So now using Batwoman, who's closer to that, you can definitely rip off some of Batman's Rose Gallery. I'm not excited for the first couple of episodes where they said the backstory and the initial rescue attempt and everything that I'm sure is going to come. But when they start introducing villains from Batman's Rose Gallery, then they'll have me in. I just want to see how they use it. And I think it'll fit into the universe so much better having a Deathstroke fight Batwoman than you had a Deathstroke fight Green Arrow. Just but, and, that, and now you're having a Deathstroke fight the Titans in in the CWT and the uh, DC, DC universe, universe Titans show. They're just you said they, what? they yeah t, uh, he's in Titans. Oh yeah, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just CW is just consistently. <laughs> Like, the first season will probably be good, and then it'll just go downhill. Like, as soon as uh, Oliver Queen got off the island, that show took a shit. So the very first season? Yeah, the very first season. (laughs) For the first two seasons, I think it was showing the the flashbacks of him on the island. They showed that all the way, like, the entire series almost. No, but there was a point where he was in Russia. There was a point where, like... The Russia one, I didn't really care for. And then he finally goes back to the island to get Deathstroke out of there or something like that. And they were showing stuff then. But I, by that point, they had already lost me. I still think Flash is know. the best stuff. on Flash and Riverdale are the only two shows I really dig on CW. I'm all about Supernatural. Yeah, I'm glad that show's ending. Kyle and I are kindred spirits on that. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you guys are a lot alike. Yeah, dude. Apparently, we drive similar cars. We like Supernatural. Yeah, We're I talking... mean, I get you guys confused all the time. Like, I'm like, hey, Lance, and then he's like, what do you mean? I'm Kyle. I, I can't keep you guys straight. 
<laughs> like for a minute here, I thought Kyle was on the podcast with me, and then, and then I was like, oh wait, Lance Couch Crunchers, uh, that's not Kyle. I, I, I you guys, you guys just get me all confused. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the same shirt that Kyle usually yeah, wears. I know. <laughs> I like how Corbin, I like how Corbin comes on our show and he at least reps our show with our shirt. Kyle wears hey, everyone else's shirt. I rep your guys. No, you did. I'm not giving you shit. I'm talking about Kyle. Kyle comes on our show and he's wearing Bogcast shirts or Tales from the Flipside or Couch Crunchers or, you know, what whatever shirt he's given that week. We should just Comic start, Playground. Yeah, he's starting a, a weekly drinking game. We should just have Kyle's shirt of the week where he wears a different podcast shirt every week. Like, Wait a minute. I think we should I add thought, that to the drinking game. Yeah. I thought the drinking game was a secret. Uh, not anymore. He, he released it last week. Last week. I've known about it for like two months. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, same. I think Matt told you that he was left out in the oh, cold with the buttered care. buns. I like that. I didn't know. I thought it was awesome. That was the whole point. Was let's see how long we can do this before Matt finds out. Yep. I caught on that something was up week one when people are typing rough and dog in the chat and shit. But I mean, yeah, it's like when people want to eat your food. Yep. It's like right there. That's right. Yeah. No, Kyle's good. Come on, give me yeah. something, man. Give me something. Kyle's good. <laughs> Thank not, you. Better not touch my fucking bread. <laughs> I, like I, bread. I already got enough people liking my bread, so get out of here. Oh, okay. I got enough okay. creepy anime weebs trying to eat my bread. The list of people trying to butter your buns is long and strong, yeah. isn't it? Yep. <laughs> because they're luscious. I'm not. They're like King Hawaiian luscious. rolls. <laughs> just spread them wide open yeah. and slather some jelly on them. Because if you ever had a King Hawaiian roll, you just can't eat one. No, no. I put one in each cheek. Yikes. That came out wrong. Yes, it this did. This whole conversation. <laughs> <is wrong. laughs> That's why I looked down because I was like, I've given Corbin enough shit. <laughs> you make it so easy when you do it to yourself, Corbin. Because I'm not very good at this. I try, but I'm not very good. Oh, that was not fun. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> uh, I used to fall for the salt shaker joke in high school, and guess who played the joke on me? My principal. So I think that should tell you how bad I am at this uh, type of thing. For real? She relentlessly would do it all over. So, Corbin, what if it was at a different angle? Corbin, what if it was stuck? How would you do it? And then she'd be laughing. and be like, what is wrong? I'd say, oh, nothing, Corbin. I'm, I just like the way your mind works. And it wasn't until, like, just before senior year that she was like, dude, I've been screwing with you for, like, two years. And I was too dumb to look it up or ask a friend. Or what did, my, what did she also do? Um, this is the assistant principal. Um, if your Uncle Jack was on a horse, would you help your Uncle Jack off the horse? Oh, my And God. I was like, <laughs> of course I would. He's my uncle. I'd do a lot for him because he's family. And I'd break all these different scenarios down. And she's like... But you'd help Jack off the horse? I'm like, yes, I would help Uncle Jack off the horse because that makes sense I'm to sure me. you would. You'd help Uncle Jack. But, but and she, <laughs> I, it, it took me a while to understand that one for, We're for learning so longer many, than it should have. So many inappropriate things about you, Corbin. Michael Stout. Uh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I understand, man. Listen, it is what it is. I can't help. I can't help it. I mean, no, I can't help it. I can't help being tricked. I'm not. I'm naive to this. Until you learn that the horse is Corbin's nickname for his own fucking shit. So when he's talking all about right, Jack all right. the horse. That's his Pornhub username. Yeah, the horse. I don't. I don't. I don't have a nickname for that. 
So instead of charismatic Corbin, it's gullible Corbin. Yeah. It's uh, the black. Sorry, movie. buddy. <laughs> no, I yeah, I gotta take it. I gotta take it. I guess you know it is what it is. You don't have to take it. I do what I can. You can tell me to fuck off, dude. It's all good. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> I'm sure oh, that's man. not the first time you've heard Yeah Corbin take it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. Well, that's a, that's a good way to, to end the show because I've I've been relentless to Corbin tonight. It's been a long night. Absolute roast here on Absolute Geek. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute roast. Be on, oh, the, man. be on the lookout for our new Absolute Geek shirt, uh, Corbin Search History shirt. That, that'll be coming <laughs> soon. Corbin Plays the Hit shirt coming soon. Dude, I, I'm i going to design something, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, the rock. Get in my head. Oh, it's gonna no. It's going to be a manila folder that says classified and it's going to have absolute geek and in the little corner it's going to say Corbin's search history. <laughs> Lord. Give me a shirt. No, dude, it should, be, it should be him in a bed with a little bottle of Jurgens there and a box of tissues and a laptop in front of him with like his cartoon, like the cartoon head you guys have on Couch Crunchers, his cartoon oh, yeah. head above the sheets and on the, <laughs> above his head it says, I only play the hits. <laughs> I only stream the hits. I only stream the hits. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Guys, I want to thank uh, Lance from Couch Crunchers and Corbin for, for filling in for Brian and Kyle. Uh, you guys did a fantastic job, as always. Um, check out Couch Crunchers on Saturdays, guys, on YouTube, 7 p.m. Sat- every other Saturday. So not this Saturday, but yep. next Saturday. Yeah. Um, I'll be on that show eventually sometimes when one time I'm not sick and the next time my, my invite gets revoked hours beforehand just because just I movie, just dude. because I said just because I said that you know I'm going to make their show entertaining if I come on you know I, coming I, on for Joker, right? I get my I get my invite revoked I am coming on for Joker yes are, um, um, are you guys planning on seeing that Brad Pitt interstellar sequel sequel that's what i wanted to talk to you about son of a bitch i wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on um them turning once upon a time of hollywood into a tv show oh uh but it's the same movie right they're just because he had like four and a half hours of footage but had to cut it down to three hours yeah, so now they're just turning, turning into a miniseries and brad pitt says like he thinks the miniseries will be more popular than the movie I, I loved that movie, but I, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. But uh, it was long. <laughs> it was very long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. I, I don't know how I feel that now I have to watch it when I know about 70% of what happens. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know how much of a draw that's going to be for me. But um, I don't know. It's It's a good idea. I just want Whatever. him to make movies off of movies based on movies in that movie. <laughs> oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But alright, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be on the lookout for me on Couch Crunchers sometimes when the whenever they do the Joker. Um, you can always catch me in the chat. I, I'm disrupting their show from their chat every Saturday night. 
So you just know. poop and pee jokes, yeah. dude. It's a kind of, it's childish, man. Dick, dick and fart <laughs> jokes that just kind of derails the entire fart. show. It's like Adam Sandler's in our chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um guys make sure to check out Couch Crunchers. Um definitely make sure to check out oh, Couch Crunchers. Check out Corbin on whatever he's doing now. You might as well just check him out here every week because he's just going to keep coming back. <laughs> so. Until he finally stuff. roasts me and then he can like walk <laughs> away and like retire his jersey. I will hang up immediately after I roast <laughs> I got you disconnect. When he, gets, when he gets that one burn, he's going to walk away like Jordan and retire that 23. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, man. So, then play baseball. Yeah, guys, remember we have our. Um, I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us in the chat tonight. It was a good time as always. I felt like this is a very informative show, and we got a lot of deep discussion going on this week. Um, remember to get that likes up, fifty likes. We're gonna give away a print, the Spider-Man Venomized print. Uh, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Get us up to two hundred subscribers. We'll give away that slabbed book, nine point eight. It'll look very much like the Walking Dead one I showed earlier. Except it'll be a um, Alex Ross sketch variant, so that's really really cool. Um, but yeah, if this is your first time checking us out on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Monday on any of your podcasting platform, make sure to leave a review. Let's go a long way and help us out in the podcast standings. Again, check out Couch Crunchers on all podcasting platforms. Um, check out Corbin on his upcoming podcast, My Search History Diaries. Um, <laughs> Oh man, uh, you were on it today. Nah, yeah. <laughs> the late night podcast. That's right. And remember, guys, for everyone, uh, like I posted on the Facebook today, immediately following this show, if any of you guys are interested in taking uh, a little bit of time and playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta on PS4, if you pre order it and you've got the beta, hit me up on the Absolute Geek Facebook page and I'll invite you and we can uh, play a little bit of Call of Duty together. But otherwise, I want to thank for everyone hanging out. And for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Matt. I'm Corbin. And I am Lance. And we will see you guys. You're Lanced? Lance. You were Lanced? I'm Lance, And we'll see Howdy, y'all. I'm Lance. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Was he dancing again? <laughs> Are we still I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I want that clipped. Awesome. Mm. <laughs> aye, aye. Uh, Corbin.